Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast Does Super League. Uh, my name is Angus and I'm joined once again by Chris Hermitage. Chris, how are you? Um, all good, Angus. Uh, coming off a weekend where QPR won, that is, might be the first podcast we've done since that has happened, ever. So uh, things are looking bright and yeah, then we can chat about the big double ahead and then some exciting, but well, is it exciting weeks ahead in Super League? Not sure. Challenging. It's interesting. Weeks. We'll go with interesting. Yeah, that's a better description. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm coming off doing the the championship podcast yesterday and talking about QPR. So uh, you know, everyone's sort of got to be interested now. Um, but obviously, we we are here to talk about Super League. So. Um, We'll go through sort of the normal stuff. We'll we'll talk a little bit about how we did. Um, I'm not massively keen to talk about how I did, but we'll get into <laughs> it. Um, and then we've got a couple of topics to talk about um, ahead of this week, and we will then sort of answer your questions. Uh, we should preface this by saying we are recording on Monday night. There is obviously a full week of European fixtures. So some of the stuff we discussed in this might change, um, but it was basically the only time that we could uh, get you a podcast before the game week. So uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's that's sort of the options and the, what we had to play with, really. Um, but yeah, so let's get into how we did in the game week. Uh, I'll go first to get it sort of out of the way. It was a bit mixed. Um, I know a lot of people did very well this week. I had a red arrow, but um, you know, mixed game week all round. Ramiro in goal, which was seven. Uh, Masrawi, who I bought this week, <laughs> got zero with, uh, I think it was what, was it two in the first half they conceded? Or was it three? Three, I think. Um, yeah, three one down at half time. Uh, and then him and Alfonso Davies were taken off at half time. Uh, Round with four, uh, Saliba with four, Jonathan Klaus with one, <laughs> <laughs> who managed to uh, get. Uh, so he had two points obviously for minutes played, three points for an assist, minus one for goals conceded and minus three for the red card to end up on one point. Uh, to be fair, it, you know, it's not often you get a player who gets sent off and ends up in positive points. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was at least some consolation. <laughs> uh, Leroy Sane, seven. I had Antoine Griezmann vice captain for 15. Uh, Bellingham, who was my emergency captain, became my captain for 22 with the Erling Haaland no-show. Uh, Tony Kroos for two, uh, Ishmael Assar for one, and Hosselu for one. Um, so that was 64 minus four overall. I brought in uh, Masrawi and Kroos um, ahead of, sort of the, the double. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was a red arrow. I'm sitting just outside the top hundred now, but um, there have been quite a lot of boosts around, so I'm hoping that I'll be able to catch some of that back up in the next sort of couple of weeks or so. Um, it's still quite congested, so there's potential for movement there. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my week. Chris, how did you do this week? I was 77 points this week, which got me a green arrow. Um, Ramiro, I brought in for Pope of seven. DeMarco became my emergency captain, so he got me 19 because I had my cap. So I had Captain Kane and went vice captain on Haaland. Um, kind of 
I didn't want to put basically every egg into the Haaland basket uh, going into this week in every fantasy format. So vice-captain, but that one worked out very well when uh, that Inter game was going on. Marcus Llorente got eight, Bellingham 11, and then probably a star of the week, yeah, uh, Aubameyang with 19 points. Yeah. Um, he has been... <laughs> I mean, we're going to t- we're going to talk about him later on, but he's been on fire recently. Um, it was only a few weeks ago. I think the last pod we did actually. Well, I was going, God, I can't wait to take Marseille out of my team. They're so annoying, um, stinking up the place. Since then, Bamiang's been, yeah, smashing it for the, in terms of points for me. So um, he will firmly be staying in the lineup this week. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people's feelings about Marseille at the moment are sort of affected by whether they have a Bamiyang or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, as it's as it happens, uh you know, I have uh Klaus and Saar, which uh is a great combo to have at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so obviously uh with the with the sort of big uh double looming, um we have a couple of topics that relate to that. Um, Chris's topic is going to be first, so why don't you take us away with with that one? So, basically, there was a, a question we did get, so it's kind of built around that, but it's something I was going to look into anyway from FPL Spaceman, who asked, I'd love to know which are the best defensive options to go for in the double, because I'm on free hit. Um, obviously, called Underhaul in, uh, in Gaffer. But we'll let you off for that one. So out of the 12 teams that double, I just wanted to look into kind of how many clean sheets teams have kept in the last five games. There's no particular reason I've used five games. It's not since the last international break. It's literally just because I thought that was easiest number to pick for. And these are all their league league games. So I haven't counted Champions League or all competitions because it's obviously irrelevant for this. Um, and then hopefully out of these teams that we kind of pick out from here, we'll be able to pick out for some players that you might want to go for. So, starting off in the Bundesliga, Union Berlin, zero clean sheets in five. We've spoken about them in pretty much most pods. Rough it, rubbish, awful season. It was inevitable it's going to be a down season, but no one expected it to be this bad. Don't touch their defence. Um, something that did surprise me, although I've got the caveat coming up, is that Bayern have kept three clean sheets in their last five league games. However, two of those games were against Darmstadt when they won 8-0. Darmstadt had two men sent off. Another game was against Cologne on a Friday night where they absolutely dominated. They should have, uh, Bayern should have won by more, but Cologne are awful. The other game was actually a 4-0 win against Dortmund. Uh, super rare in De Classica that 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 both teams don't score mm. but three out of five with a kind of asterisk to say yeah but they played two awful teams um because i imagine there still will be people who are looking at buying defenders for uh for the double in this week um both dortmund and leipzig have not kept a clean sheet in their last five games either so that's three out of your four Bundesliga teams who haven't <laughs> kept a clean sheet. Now, obviously, we're not... Um, Gaffer isn't dictated by 
you have to keep a clean sheet. We know if you keep a first half clean sheet or a second half clean sheet, your defenders can still do pretty well. And if you get four points, you're generally quite happy. Yeah. But so that does open up, obviously, defenders from those teams. But why don't we kind of stop at each league? Are there any defenders outside of your love affair for Alfonso Davis? that you would look to for the <laughs> Bundesliga. Yeah, maybe not right now. Look to for uh, for this, well, yeah, for this week then, if you were on underhaul or equally just getting people in just for this week. I think there's three that stand out still. Um, I still think Masrawi and Davies, um, obviously they got hooked at half-time. I still think they're good options. Um, you talked about the buying clean sheets. I still think they're first choice at their respective positions. They probably will be rotated at times, but you know they they still stand out as good options to me. And the other one that just keeps going along is uh, David Raum at RB yeah. Leipzig. Uh, just feels like a an obvious one to suggest, really. Um, with them having the double and everything. Um, He's a big one in terms of uh, sort of attacking returns as well. On top of that, so I do think, it, and particularly, I think he's on some set pieces as well. So it's just that that extra capability. Um, so I think I think those those are the ones that sort of jump out to me. We, you and I discussed this Saturday. Are you? And you've kind of already said you think they'll get rotated. Are you worried that someone else? Well. I say someone else, that Lima starts at right back in one of the games for Bayern to put you off Masraoui. Uh I wasn't until they they both uh they both went off at half time, as in both fullbacks got replaced at half time in that mm. game. The thing that might help him is it didn't really get much better. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like I think that's the one thing that could help. Yeah, um, it will. Basically, it's one to definitely watch with interest tomorrow yes. night. Yes. Although there's, I don't know whether that definitely changes it. It's so difficult with a double because um, we know Lima started multiple games at right back. Um, we know. Tuchel isn't, well, he's not particularly pleased at the moment. Funnily enough, after losing 5-1, most managers wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and he's come out and said even before that game that the team needs to find more rhythm. It's why it's expected that Bayern still go full strength versus United in the Champions League when they've won the group and they could on they could rest everybody. Yeah. The fact they had the game called off because of snow, then lost 5-1, then if you rest again, he feels the team would be too out of rhythm and they're not. Um, sounds, sounds weird to say, but he doesn't seem to think they're clicking on all cylinders, despite the fact they're averaging over three goals a game in the Bundesliga and Harry Kane's doing unbelievable things. Um, so, yeah, David Rum, a definite. I think if you're on Underhall, he'd be one of the first players you put in, really. Great price, performing well. Um, we are going to... There's going to be a theme within this clean sheet section about going for 
upside defenders and fullbacks over centre backs, but would you be tempted slash put people off going for Kim Min Jae for the sort of um, less risk factor, I guess? No, I mean, I've seen a few people do it and I totally get it. Um, I think I'd probably be less tempted if I was on underhaul because part of it for me with underhaul would be trying to make the most of it. And um, I think there is there is a higher potential with one of the fullbacks. But particularly if you are like on the underhaul, if you want a couple of those picks that give you a bit more of a, a solid floor, um, then someone like Kim Min Jae is probably the most likely to play both games. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah, and I don't think there's Dortmund don't don't scream defensive options either. Although Thomas Mounier played his first game, first start in a year, I think I read earlier. Yeah. Um, I w- I would have liked Rias on from from them, but he got injured, so uh, that sort of put it put me off. If for those who want a punt. Mounier played against PSG and played 90. Would you consider that? He's only 4.4. Yeah, because I think there's also an issue with um, uh, Marius Wolf, Mm. um, who's obviously been playing a lot of right-back for them. Uh, If that were to still be the case, you know, there's something to be said for it with Mounier. Um, It would be very punty. Big time. But, yeah, th- there are worse ideas. I think it's if you if you haven't already got five Bundesliga players mm. from the other teams and your kind of last spot, you're like, oh, I've got 4.6 max. Then, and and with the caveat that he plays against PSG and doesn't get injured, then you might go, okay, that makes sense. But... Um, it's kind of one where we wanted would have wanted him to play like three weeks ago. Give us a few more games to to see, really. Um, I think that probably covers it from the Bundesliga, unless you've got any others. No, I think that's about it. Um, right, let's move on to La Liga. So, Barca kept two clean sheets out of their last five. The ironic thing is, those have been against Real Sociedad and Atletico Madrid, the two good teams. Um, Real, three clean sheets in the last five. They've only conceded two goals in that five-game period. Atletico, traditionally, everyone thinks the stereotype are oh, incredibly good defensively, really solid, Simeone football is what you'll kind of get punted out by the British pundits in the Champions League this week. Uh, they've kept one in the last five, but they've won 10 games out of 10 at home this season in all competitions. But in those games, they've only kept two clean sheets. One of those was against Celtic, which in my opinion doesn't even count. <laughs> so, because Celtic are horrendously bad in Champions League away games. Um, so, yeah, they're not. It's not the Atletico of various years ago that makes you think, oh, I have to get one of their defenders. Added to the fact that they play a midfielder at centre-back anyway in Axel yeah. Witzel. Um, and 
Real Sociedad obviously been quite popular in Super League this year because of Ramiro and World Price defenders. They've only kept one clean sheet in their last five. So um, you and I have had multiple conversations about Real Madrid defenders. Yeah. Do you feel that is basically the, the place to go? Probably. Um, and I think it is sort of... It, it's a little bit difficult. Um, uh, to me, comfortably, the number one pick is Rudiger. Now that Carvajal is out, Rudiger plays every game. Um, he's basically the only one who plays every game. Alaba hasn't been great this season. Um, no. I know there's been some sort of rumbling about him. Um, I haven't. I've, I've just sort of, I'm just sort of thinking about who their their opponents are for the double. Um, the play Villarreal and Alaves. I'm not sure how much it will matter because one of the big things that's been leveled at him is he's really struggled aerially. Yeah. I don't think those are teams that can really take advantage of that. Although I do wonder if Villarreal would do something like play Sorloth, um to try and uh, target that because it's not exactly a secret. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's still a solid option. He'll probably play, but I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned. Um, with multiple of these positions, it's basically Nacho could get a game. Um, I think I like Furlong Mendy. Um, I think he's like cheap enough. The problem with him, other than the sort of injury question mark, or part, as part of the injury question mark, is I think there are times where you feel like okay, particularly with games in quick succession, if they're if they're winning, particularly if it's comfortable, they'll get him off. Yeah. Um, and Lucas Vasquez, I would not trust Lucas Vasquez. I don't think Ancelotti yeah. trusts Lucas Vasquez. He might start both games. Um, that feels like the most obvious. Nacho might start a game spot. Is is at right back. Um, I think Vasquez will start in the Champions League this week. I think Nacho will as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gives um, people the opportunity to to rest. But yeah, we feel Rudiger and yeah, Rudiger top absolute yeah. top of the list. Mendy, especially for his price, yeah, only four point nine. Then those are the two we'd feel most comfortable with. And then Alaba, and then I wouldn't bother. Like, as in whether it's yeah. Lucas Vazquez, I certainly wouldn't go near Fran Garcia. But, um, so, yeah, I think it's it's Rudiger, probably a little drop, then Mendy, and then uh, Alaba after that. Um, and then we'll probably come on to these teams when we talk about follow the leader. Despite what we said about Atletico, they are incredibly fun but do rotate a lot, is there anybody you would go um, to let to go? I, I really struggle with them defensively. I know they, they did rotate a little bit uh, in a couple of spots this weekend. Uh, Stefan Savage got a very rare start. Yeah. Um, just as I finally sold him for <laughs> Masrawi, uh, <laughs> Savage pops up in the lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Mario Hermoso is the only one. 
he's, been, yeah, he's, he's the been, one you feel safe with. Yeah, he's been very good for them this season. Um, he does support at times in the attack from the left-hand side of the back three. Um, and so uh, I do think he's he's sort of the, the only one I'd be looking at defensively from them. Yeah. I, um, I thought, obviously, they do rotate quite a bit, but the fact that Witzel was kind of nailed down that yeah. mid, the central one out of the three, I thought Soyuncu would just get more minutes. Not because I think he's an incredible centre-back, but they're after him for so so long um but he just hasn't he hasn't played that much this season no i think it's become quite clear as it's gone along that the first choice is um jimenez uh witzel and hermoso and then i think after that it's it's you know your savage and your as piliqueta i think soyuncu is even behind them uh, which seems strange, yeah. but I think that that feels like the pecking order in terms of the back three at this point. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, as Pelicueta will, minutes-wise, I think he'd probably do quite well across the two games. But, you, I mean, he's still a walking yellow card. Yeah, I'm not, not exactly expecting points not, from him. <laughs> no, and that, yeah, there's no... I mean, Hamaso's point one more expensive. Just go for him. Um Sociedad, I feel we've talked quite a lot about in various um, various pods this season. I would encourage people to to go for Traore. Yeah. Um, see, I mean, I've got Ramiro. I think we've both got him. Yeah. He's still very popular in this game. Um, yeah, I couldn't really put you off any of their defenders. I appreciate I've kind of said they've only kept one clean sheet in five, but they don't often concede huge amounts. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty fun overall, which yeah. is a good point as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's basically players from Real, Sociedad we're happier with, and if you want Hermoso from, from Atletico, yeah, I'm not going to tell you to get any, any Barca players, especially after last night. Um, I will mention one uh, defensively, which is Joao Cancelo, because obviously we've talked about him before, and even in that game last night that didn't go to plan, he still got bonus. So uh, he's he's the one, obviously, you know, all caveats aside about Barcelona defensively and everything, uh, the one, the only one I would mention is Cancelo, and I would look at other op- a number of other options before I got to Joao Cancelo. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we can still still do something. It's a shame that um, I mean, for those who yeah want to take a punt, the second game, Barca at home to Almeria have been awful defensively, but and Almeria did score against Atletico, but that is surely a game Barca keep a clean sheet in. But <laughs> yeah, you're paying yeah six point five for Cancelo. Barca aren't clicking at all. I don't. If if the form was good, I think he might be top of the list for lots of people. Yeah. And if Barca were looking good, but um, I don't think he'll start against, or he shouldn't start against Antwerp midweek. He shouldn't really get any minutes. But even if he got like two assists in that game, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't mean that he should suddenly 
um, being your teams at the weekend. Um, then we come on to France and League One. And we do actually have some teams in here who have managed to keep some clean sheets. Um, PSG, three clean sheets in the last five. I guess people wouldn't be overly shocked when you're the very dominant team and you keep the ball a lot. Then, um, and actually you do have some decent solidity to you. Then, um, then they're kind of going to do well defensively. Uh, Lon, four in five. So four clean sheets in five games. Don't concede a lot of goals. And one of their games in the double is they play Nice. Nice in 16 games have only the, so they're I think Nice are second. They might have dropped down to third. I think they are second. I'm gonna check that. No, they are still second. They've played 15 games in the league. They have scored 16 goals and conceded six. Their games are dull as anything, but that helps you from a gaff point of view because that game will not have goals. Yeah. Um, someone might clip this when it goes, then that game's 3 I highly doubt it. Um, if it's not got two goals or less, I'll be shocked. Um, so they are a team that you can definitely look at on here. Yeah. Um, Ren. Zero clean sheets in five games. They've lost six of their last eight in the league. They are another one in the kind of poor pile to be nice. Um, and I think they're the only team in this double who have got two away games. Which doesn't encourage you either anymore. Um, and Marseille, two, two clean sheets in the last five. They've still only conceded one goal at home in the league all season. Um, their home game is against Claremont, who, again, rubbish. Yeah. Um, so, actually, for most of the season, we probably haven't. Well, we've, to be fair, we have spoken about Marseille because of their doubles, and people have kind of been on various assets. Obviously, talked about PSG, but um, do you go for anybody from from Lon, given they've got four clean sheets in five, don't concede a lot, and with the decent-ish fixtures? Yeah, I think Medina is the one who stands out for me. He's the, he's the highest-scoring defender. Um, you know, he's only sort of five points ahead of Frankowski, who's the second one. Um, but it's also 5.0, as opposed to a couple of the others that are 5.4. Uh, yeah. Frankowski and Danso are both 5.4. Uh, deep and Medina are 5.0. So I think I'd just go with you know they're they're basically all going to play, but I'd for that reason I'd probably go with Medina. Just uh, but I do think you know they're they're clearly decent options. Yeah, um, little quirk at the weekend: three of their back four got booked. Medina wasn't one one of them. Not saying that means anything that he means he gets booked <laughs> less than the others, but it's just interesting as I scrolled across the fixture list. Um, yeah, I think they are. Um, they're going to be a team that not I'd say actually probably yeah probably go under the radar in this in this game because they're not that attractive people, most people don't know many players from them they haven't massively lit up the Champions League in a in a fun way um in Arsenal's group 
they've got basically a Europa League knockout game against Sevilla uh, yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, while Sevilla have got about nine or ten injuries, don't need to talk to anybody about Sevilla in the Europa League. They will want to win that game. Yeah. To qualify. Um, yeah, Lon for kind of a. We might have talked about them for budget buster, but they don't. They don't. Unfortunately, they don't actually have any of their defenders qualify, which is um, which is a bit annoying because they could have been perfect for that in the next set. Um, PSG, the most attacking defender in the game. If you could get there, would you be one of the first defenders you'd want? Yeah, I think if. All things being equal, particularly if I want free hit, Hakimi would be in there, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and it's something I'm sure we'll come on to when we talk about follow the leader, but it is it's just difficult to get there at 7.2 when you know you're going to want Mbappe at 13. Um, came difficult to get to. So yeah. that kind of covers defensive assets and the from the teams that double. Oh, I, think, um, I think we have to talk about the Marseille situation. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's move on to that. Uh, because uh, obviously, just just with the defenders, because obviously we talked about Long, we talked about PSG, um, but Marseille. Um, a lot of people were either on or looking at Klaus. He then proceeds last night to get himself sent off. <laughs> uh, straight red, which I'm pretty sure means he'll miss both of the both of the games in the double. Yeah, it was. Um, I watched the highlights at lunch today. It was not a uh, not a good tackle. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a tackle. It was like a challenge, <laughs> bouncing ball and like knee height of his studs out. Um, yeah, very silly because he takes corners yeah. for Marseille. He would have been a great asset um, in this week. Um, and yeah, one of the questions we got from. Jack Edmonds was as Santa Claus is on the naughty list. Who are your three? Who are your Marseille three? Um, yeah. I'm sure everyone, yeah, all of the uh, highlight commentators are making the same Santa-related jokes. But we're definitely not above doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at this time, so if you were going, well, you, you've obviously got him and Sar. Yeah. So why don't you? What's your kind of Marseille plan if your plan involves Marseille at all? It no longer involves Marseille. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the best way to put it. Um, I I was going a bit cold on the idea. If I had Aubameyang, I would probably feel slightly differently about it, especially if I had Aubameyang and Lodi, for example. I would feel very different about it, but I don't. I have Klaus and Saar, which is basically the worst <laughs> combination you can have at this point. Um so, so I I won't be using them. I think if you know if I had sort of even just one of uh, Bamiyang and Lodi, I would feel better. Um, or any of the other defenders. I mean, Mbemba's obviously gone big in their game yesterday with a goal and an assist. Um, Balerdi got a goal. Um, the other two did get booked in a in a blank. Um, uh, Gigo and Lodi. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think they're fine to go with defensively. I think, you know, you're probably looking at Lodi first and then probably someone like Mbemba. Um, Mbemba will play. Um, there's been a couple of games where he's actually played at wing back for them. 
Um, but he will play, and so I think I'd, I'd go with him. Um, if the backup right back, um, Mario gets added in time, he might be an <laughs> option. But I'd probably go with these ones that are slightly more reliable to play. Um, so I'd, I'd probably be looking at, like, if I were going with three Marseille specifically, I would probably be going Lodi, Mbemba, and Abamyank. Yeah, they're the exact three I'd written down. Mbemba um, signed for Marseille last summer. He's got seven goals for them in that time. <laughs> I think the, the highlights commentator said it took him eight years prior to that to get seven goals so maybe Marseille have unlocked something from him from an attacking point of view but um we might have talked I think we've talked more about um kind of Klaus compared to Lodi but Lodi is on 49 points for the season pretty much played most games there's been like a few that he's missed but nothing a lot yeah he's got 49 points Klaus has got 72 yeah. There is a massive difference in points. Obviously, I've mentioned that Klaus is on corners. Um, we've spoken before, gets bonus, but Mbemba on 77 points. Again, there is a big, big jump there. Um, I will be... I'm sticking with Abamyang, Lodi and Saar, mainly because I'm going to be benching Saar. And so even though Marseille will be my emergency team on follow the leader i'm still going to play bellingham above Saar because Saar just isn't playing at the moment yeah that's so no point <laughs> um so if anybody is on him um it's worth a hit in my opinion to move him off don't especially if if marseille are one of your follow the leader teams and you don't want to bench him you're like oh i would i'd even move him sideways to um anahi has done well last couple yeah. of games played in the last i think i did write this down two seconds on my notes um he started the last three um there two he got got a nice assist from Bamiang yesterday he's he's missed he was benched in one of the last three but before that Pretty, pretty nailed. Again, only five point five. Um, and you're not going to play Vitinha because it takes up another striker spot. Yeah. So you're not going to go double Marseille attack. And given what I've spoken about in terms of their defensive record at home, one of these games is at home. You're going to want at least one defender. I kind of wouldn't potentially put you off having two you could go for Lopez in goal um yeah I don't think many people will be if you've got two and you want them as your third team on follow the leader I think it's fine probably not even to have a third it's not essential no um I think that's something that we're going to see a lot of is people whose third team on follow the leader is going to be two players anyway. Um, so I think that um, even if you have the third, if it's someone like Saar, it's perfectly fine to just sort of leave them out. Yeah. Um, what could really ruin my plans is if Bamiyang 
gets injured in the Europa League on Thursday, that could really scupper things. I think they've got Brighton, actually. That sounds right. And it's for top spot and the uh, buy in the last... Is it the last 32? Yeah, because um, I think Brighton need a point to win the group. So it's they need it's basically they should go full strength to. Um... Oh no, it's the other way around. Sorry. Yeah, Brighton need to win. Marseille yeah. need a point. Sorry, that's maybe that's what did, is what you said. Um, yeah. So again, like we could see both teams go full strength. That could that should be a really good game. Yeah. On paper, again, I've just jinxed it, so it's going to be one nil, but. Um, yeah, the but the form of Aubameyang is really impressive. Um, scored a, one of his goals at the weekend was a header, which as the cross comes in, you don't you don't think he should be scoring the way the ball's coming in and his run, but a great header into the far corner. Um, if people see his assist for the November goal, mm, we got lucky there. <laughs> ball basically like hits him, he's trying to control it, and Mbemba's right behind him and knocks it in. Um, but we'll take it. Yeah. Um, so I think we have covered. Oh no, the other the other thing that was quite funny in Ren games. There's been four of their last five games have had a red card in. Three oh, nice. for Ren and three against them. <laughs> um, it's just the other quirky one that pulled up on uh, on who scored when there were loads of red cards flying around but um yeah something to be aware of but we kind of said don't go near them anyway yeah um so yeah so in terms of the the sort of i guess the the topic that i wanted to cover it's it we've sort of covered it there but it was just sort of a check-in on how we're feeling about each team that doubles and who we would want from those teams. We've focused a lot on the defence there. We've obviously talked a bit about Marseille, um, but just to focus, just to chat a little bit about who we would want from each team uh, more broadly that doubles this week. Um, just because you know, I think it, a lot of people are going to be looking at follow the leader this week. So it's it's, and even the people that aren't are probably looking at getting in a lot of double game week yeah. coverage and everything. So I think it's worth sort of uh, looking at. Um, I haven't sort of organised this as such, so I'm just going to go alphabetical order. Uh, so the first one we've got is Atletico Madrid. We've obviously talked a lot about you know them being more fun, less solid defensively. Um, I think any conversation about Atletico Madrid ownership starts with Antoine Griezmann. Um, I think you know him and Jude Bellingham are having an incredible battle this season for. Uh, certainly in terms of performance, best player in La Liga. Um, yep. And I'm not sure anyone else is particularly close to them. Uh, but he's he's just been so good this season. And he's, he's so involved with them. They've used him in multiple roles. He's enabled them to do other things. There's times where they've needed him to help a bit more in midfield and played sort of Correa. And that's been fine. There's times where they've put him in the front two and that's worked well as well. Um, he's just so key to everything they do. Um, and yeah, because of his involvement, it means that he's good for the bonus. 
Um, like, you know, you'll, you'll very rarely see a game where Antoine Griezmann isn't in the bonus, um, which is just another reason, I think, to go with him. Uh, yeah. Did you see the other week there was a obviously absolute rubbish paper rumour saying, oh, United are in for Griezmann. Like, the people that write this crap, they've got no, like, it can't be any sources, there's no truth to it. They're like, oh, I better punt something out. Oh, I'll just pick this. Like, oh, just clueless. Yeah, I mean, I think United would love to sign Antoine Griezmann. I think Antoine Griezmann has no intention at the moment of playing for anyone other than Atletico Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely none. Like, I saw him week in, week out about playing for Barca and it, it didn't work. There were a few good games I could pick out. And it was really unfortunate. A signing that never should have happened, especially given the money. But um, yeah, but he's just a completely different player now, and it kind of just shows you confidence and happiness. Yeah. Plays a massive part in football and for players that um, when they're doing well, right, the two things go hand in hand. So um, yeah, he is. I'm looking to get Triple Athletic to go this week to follow the leader. It's him and Morata because I've already got Urente. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like Morata or Appenda. Um, but Morata's done well for me in UCL fantasy. So I always kind of feel I'd be kind of shocked if when I've had to go score a goal, you fancy those two to be one of those two to be involved. Absolutely. Um, um, again, obviously, yeah, you mentioned so Correa, Morata, and Griezmann all played yesterday. Wouldn't massively shock me if the pipe started one of these games in the double, um, especially because um, I don't think Atletico have fully wrapped up their group. They play Lazio. Yeah, it's another one where it's an 11 and 10 points. So it's not like Atletico will be resting players in that. Um, but it would if the pie starts that game, that helps in Super League. Yeah, I think for me, there's, there's three players that stand out sort of beyond that. And you've mentioned two of them in Barata and Llorente. Uh, and the other one for me is uh, Hermoso, as we discussed before. Um, yeah. I think if people are looking at Atletico, you're probably looking at some combination of those four players. Yeah. Um, if, yeah, there's, there's probably five. Let's try and go for it now. Like, who are nailed for Atletico? It's Oblak, Bitzel, Hamoso, Griezmann, Urente, DePaul, Koke. Maybe, yeah, I, think, I, I think I think even DePaul hasn't been hasn't been nailed recently. Um, um Koke is and, the one that, I mean you're not gonna play him, but Koke is the one that will sit in there basically every game. Yeah. Um but I think the kind of point we're trying to get at is there's basically like four positions that are very rotatable. And unfortunately Sam Molino is one of those. Yeah. So he's such a fun player. Um but he's not one 
not one I'd recommend for for this, um, especially when we're talking about ultimately you want players who are definitely going to play. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been very important for Atletico Madrid, um, particularly minimising the effect of the loss of Yannick Carrasco. Um, but that's not really going to help people in terms of, you know, it, there's a decent chance he doesn't play both games, uh, which, you know, immediately sort of impacts whether whether you want him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think in order for me, it would be Griezmann without a doubt. Um, yeah. I'd probably go um, Morata and then Llorente, but... Um, it does sort of depend on the, on the balance for people, um, and I think if you, if you need a defender, you've got a perfectly good option there in in Mario Ramoso. Definitely, yeah, very much agree. Um, uh, next one. next team is Barcelona. Uh, so uh, we talked about Barcelona, uh, but in terms of like you know if you were going with them or people looking at them, um, I guess we have to say. Just because it is, it would be a potential avenue that Iñaki Pena is four point nine. Yeah, if if we chose something yesterday, because I was I was hard, no, I was a tiny bit tempted, yeah, to get him as my keeper um, instead of Ramiro. Ramiro is cheaper. Couldn't silly to do that to myself. Like I said before, I don't like getting players and teams I support in fancy that's why when yeah it's great to hear you bigging up <laughs> Elias chair and chris willick on the main gaffer pod but i will uh yeah let everybody else get them and if they get them points i'll be so happy anyway yeah um yeah so i moved away from pena um and again if we just own some t- defensive solidity then i feel i could have recommended him but when ramiro is 4.6 doesn't it doesn't make much sense you know, for Barca one um, in that El Maria game the the front three would definitely rotate yeah so the last few games has been Lewandowski Rafinha Jal Felix that well for this short period that's been kind of clear first choice there's zero synergy between them I just again we kind of came back to the Griezmann point I don't feel these three players like like playing with each other. They don't seem to show any of that on the pitch. So, whereas I guess like Griezmann and Morata, you can see there's a partnership there. You can yeah. see they like playing together. That's what Barcelona need to find. Whereas like Felix likes playing with Cangelo. Yeah. They've got that kind of relationship. But um, yeah, there's so... So little to do. Actually, in the second half, Gundogan was in the box a lot yesterday. It was no surprise he scored the goal. I couldn't recommend him, though, for so many games. I haven't thought he's particularly good. <laughs> Felix is early 6.9, so he's cheap. But I, Ferran Torres and Yamal, will, they'll, both of them will start at least one game. So, yeah, there's not, not a lot I would um, go with. Yeah. I kind of feel Sergi Roberto will either he'll start one game or Cancelo will start a left back in the first one and then Balde will start in that role in the second one. So not a lot really. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, the, as I said before, the main one that I'd be recommending from Barca is Cancelo, just because he can still get into the bonus. Um, and even when it's not necessarily going to plan. So I do think there's there's theoretically an option there, although I wouldn't necessarily uh, um, be advising it. And then, like I say, I just thought it was, you know, you have to sort of mention Pena starting for, for Barca is 4.9. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily telling people to go there, but it's something that, you know, you sort of have to acknowledge is the thing. Yeah, there could be in... In four weeks' time, Barca could, oh, fingers crossed, suddenly get back to the defensive solidity of last season and suddenly Pena becomes a great way in. But, um, yeah, it's very unlikely to happen that way. Yeah, um, let's, let's get on to a team we're much more excited to talk about, <laughs> which is Bayern Munich. <laughs> Even despite their, their big loss at the weekend, this is this is one where people will really be looking at options. Definitely. Um yeah, this will be, I think we actually had a question. Um, I it was from um, FPL Ronnie who said, the best teams to, fa- to play follow the leader this game week. I've already got a double up on Leipzig and Sociedad, Raul Sociedad. Thanks for the great pods. Uh, lovely last line there. But, I mean, Bayern Munich are top of the list. I think they have been for uh, ages. Be, I'd be shocked if people played this boost and they didn't have three Bayern. Yeah, I mean, you know, it really is sort of Bayern Munich in a double for a boost like this is exactly the sort of thing you want. Um, there's two obvious ones. Um, if people don't have them, it's... It, or one of them, it's probably people like me who've done, who you know have got, had Haaland for this brief stretch and are going back to Kane. Um, yep. Kane and Sane, the two guys to, to go with from Bayern, um, absolutely yep. flying this season. Um, you know, they, they'd be the starting point for me without a doubt. Like, I talked about a couple of other people, particularly for those that are on the underhaul, but um. Yeah, Sane, Sane and Kane are the real sort of starting point for me. After that, I think it really is sort of you you could, depending on your exact setup and who you're looking at, who you've already got, you could justify sort of three, four, five players um, or even more. Um, I think I'd still be looking at probably Davis and Mazraoui. Um, if you want, yeah. the, as we said, if you want the defensive reliability, there's Kim Min-Jae. Kingsley Comal is one of the most frustrating players you will watch. <laughs> but he is going to play. Especially when, um, I think you told me, didn't you, that Nabry came on, got injured. Like Yes. So he came on, he made it three minutes and there you go, was yeah. injured. Um, which would just increase Coman's, uh chances of playing both games. Um, I know a few people have him. You're going to have to take the rough with the smooth with him, but I do think in terms of his attacking involvement, he's a decent player to have. Um, I'd probably go with one of the defenders above him, but if you've got him, I wouldn't sort of be panicking about that. No, but to give some context, so he... Sane has has started 13 games in the Bundesliga. Koeman has started 11, so a couple less. 
Leroy Sane has got double the amount of gaffer points <laughs> as Komen. And Komen is by the second leading midfielder yeah. in, in scoring. Like, it's just not even, not even close, is it? That's why. Um, and again, price makes it potentially more difficult to get Kane, Sane, and Komen. You might probably would be able to do it, but it might be might be difficult. Um, um, yeah. I think the one I'd throw out there is a real punt. If, you, if you're really just wanting to swing for something. Musiala made his return for 19 minutes at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Particularly if he gets more minutes in the Champions League. He's the one I'd be looking as the real sort of, you know, I wouldn't do it personally, but if you're looking for sort of a big swing, he's probably the one I would I would look at in that case. Yeah, if he looks as good. So when they, obviously at home against United in Champions League, he was excellent. If he's that good, even for like half an hour midweek, then, yeah, people will be very attractive. Just the fact he's 10.9. Yeah, like I, you I, are... I think he is one that it probably literally only works for people who are on underhaul, and even then it might not work. But I don't think I'd be surprised if anyone in their sort of regular team has the capability to take a ten point nine punt on Musiala. <laughs> yeah, especially when later in the week I might put out a team and just see how you could get to Musiala, Kane, Sane. And if you could get other teams to make follow the leader work, but it must be so difficult. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The next one is Borussia Dortmund. Uh, They're a bit of a strange team at the moment, uh, particularly to try and work out who you would want to go with. Uh, The obvious starting point, though, I do think still is Julian Brandt. Yeah. Julian Brandt has been playing really well this season. Um, And... I think he he seems like an obvious place to start when you're looking at at uh, Dortmund. Um, the one thing we didn't mention earlier with Thomas Mounier, which would put me off slightly, is it wouldn't shock me in one of the games if uh, Nicolas Sula played right back. They yeah. have used him there before, and particularly with the right back shortage and how long Mounier has been out for, it wouldn't surprise me if he played one of them at right back. Um, yeah, it'd be tough to come in and play both, wouldn't it? Especially in a Champions League. So three games in a week, having done very little in a year. Um, yeah, it would be very difficult. Um, again, Brandt scored just under um, double the amount of points that Marco Royce, second highest scoring Dortmund midfielder in this game. Um yeah, it just shows you he is um, the heartbeat. I actually listened to TIFO podcast this morning, and they said when Liverpool were looking to sign Salah, Klopp wanted Julian Brandt. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the sporting director basically was like, no, I'm signing Mo Salah instead. So it's kind of one of those like... I, I, I uh, think the sporting director got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't do too badly, did he? Um, yeah, just one of those things where you yeah. like there's a 
there's an alternative football universe out there where <laughs> yeah. Liverpool did sign Julian Brandt and didn't sign Mo Salah. Um, but yeah, is there, is there any triple up you'd look from Dortmund though? It's tough with Rierson out because if you'd told me Brandt, Fulkrug and Rierson, I would have quite liked that. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I look at Brandt and Fulkrug and maybe the answer, particularly for people who are talking about follow the leader, probably going to have triple buy-in if you then had Brandt and Fulkrug like, as as the other two Bundesliga players. That's not terrible. Um, yeah. But those are the, the two main ones for Dortmund. I think if if you've got those two and you're like, right, I'm going to play follow the leader on them, for example, um, you're, I'm not even sure who you would bring in, particularly after Hummels got sent off. Um, maybe sort of Ben Sabaini. Um, but it's, it's not ideal after that. May, I think probably if I were... If I were looking to get a third Dortmund in, I would punt on Bino Gittens. He's had a couple of good yeah. games recently. He's 5.5, so it's a low-risk punt in terms of the price you're paying. Um, so he's probably the one, just because I'm not really convinced by anyone else. So I'd just take a punt on someone like him. Yeah. Um I was just looking at because Adiyami's only got fourteen gaffer points. I was like, that must be wrong. But yeah, he's only started three games in the league, eight as a sub. And I was like, oh, it feels like he's starting in the Champions League a lot, but it's only two starts there, three sub appearances. Um, yeah, there's going to be going to be a future season in Super League where he is he is the guy. Still convinced. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it's probably probably hasn't had the biggest kick on that we thought after moving from Salzburg to Dortmund, but he's still only twenty one. Like, not everybody is Jude Bellingham yeah. <laughs> going to Dortmund or even Sancho going to Dortmund and just being unbelievable from the off and continuing this massive upward trajectory. Um. Um. Lon that we haven't really obviously talked about their defence, didn't we? Um, can you talk anybody into double or triple? I think if you if you were going to do it, that would be the way to go. You just go you go big on their defence. Yeah. Um, whether that's sort of uh, our old friend Bree Samba, the goalie, or whether that's sort of going in on like say Medina and Grady for example, um, or one of the slightly cheaper ones, slightly more expensive ones, sorry, Frankowski or Dan. So um, I'm not sure you're really looking at anything else. There's one out, there's one non-defender who has more than 50 points. Um, yeah. So I think with them, it really is, if you're going to go with long, you go big on the defence. And maybe that's a way to make things work. Um particularly on Underhaul, you just take a punt on like on their defence and you go big on it. And that could be a big game for you. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you had gone triple defence and they kept two clean sheets. Yeah, uh, you're flying. Yeah, you have, yeah, absolutely smashed it. But um, 
yeah, probably not one to uh, look at normally, let's say. Yeah. Um, Marseille, we've talked about. Yeah. Um, um, right. PSG, which I think a lot of people will, well, definitely were initially interested in. Well, yeah. That was That's how I felt. But it's just, it's very difficult. If we kind of are saying buying a, the fantasy taboo word essential as a triple up it i don't under, i don't know how you can get triple psg as well so there is one key thing that could help the return the return of the so the young hero Emery yeah did come off the make his return off the bench at the weekend yeah a lot of people have been looking at like, okay, so you you have the starting point of Mbappe and Zaire Emery to balance it out. Mm. And then you find the third, can you get to Hakimi? You know, do you have to go someone like, you know, say Skriniar? Do you have to go sort of, you know, whether it's Colomuani or do you try and get Usman Dembele? Um, do you go down to someone like Barkala? Um, I think... You score at the weekend, to be fair. Um, I mean, watching uh, was it the Newcastle? It was game? the Newcastle game, yeah. Uh, um, the the Champions League goal show is is worth watching just when you're <laughs> wrong. Has to watch PSG play, um, but yeah. So I think Zaya Emery could be key to this if you know if he's going to get his spot back. He was obviously doing very well beforehand. Mm. He's the way to make it happen. If you you know you have to be somewhat comfortable that he's going to play, but I think that's how you get the PSG triple up. And then it's do you go Hakimi? Do you go to, uh, one of the other defenders? Uh, Skriniar if he's sort of fit and you know in the lineup. Otherwise, it's do you try and get Usman Dembele? Do you need a slightly cheaper one like Barkala? Um, but yeah, so I think it's it's sort of how it how it fits after those two. Yeah, it's um, yeah, definitely his return makes it a bit more interesting. Um, yeah, it just it might be might be difficult for others, and obviously we've spoken about how Marseille have some decent assets for this, and they're cheap, but you've got to be fair you get three PSG and use Marseille as your emergency yeah just go with two because they're banning them like a Lodi or an member not hugely expensive yeah exactly um so yeah maybe more feasible I guess my guess would be Zay Emery plays against Dortmund starts starts against Lille in the first game and then the Mets game at home is the one he's then rested in. Um, because bringing him back, as long as he's been out for? Feels like about a month. I was going to say four to six weeks feels about the timeline. but Yeah, then suddenly at his age, I think he might have just turned 18. I think so. Um, suddenly playing three games, three starts in a week. Seems, um, seems unwise, but yeah. you never know. Um, Leipzig. Now, they could be a team to open things up. Yeah, and I think it's worth saying that there's an obvious three here. Yeah. 
which is uh, Loris Sapenda, Xavi Simons, and David Raum. Yeah, you nailed it there. Again, it's quite a trend here of Bundesliga midfielders that are doubling <laughs> yeah. the second one. So, Xavi Simons, 101 points. Bam Gardner, second place, 45. Um, if Danny Olmo had been fit all season, yeah. Simons would not have double the points yeah. Danny Olmo has. But, um, yeah, it makes picking players a lot easier. Um, definitely wouldn't be putting anybody off going um, going triple Leipzig. Now, because people might have to do this. If you could only get Kane and Sane from Bayern and you're on the, the triple Leipzig, what would you do in terms of your captaincy usage? Uh, I should have been ready for that question. It's not. <laughs> I... In, I, at that point, I would be tempted to probably captain um, RB Leipzig and vice captain Bayern, um, as good as Kane and Sane are. There is so much potential in Realm, Simon, Zanopenda um, that I think having the three would probably tip it slightly. That being said, when it came down to it, would I actually be able to captain them over? Kane and Zane, I'm not so sure. That's the thing. So you, if you captained Bayern, you'd have Kane at two and a half times his points and Sane doubling. Your vice captain, so say you put it on a pender, probably, would you go that or would you go uh, Xavi Simon? I'd probably, at the moment, I'd actually possibly lean a pender. Yeah, that's my thinking. So you double a pender and then Xavi Simons and David Brown would be one and a half. Compared to doubling Simons and a defender and only one and a half Sane. Yeah. It, yeah. I think that's what I would do as well. But it's difficult. Yeah. And I think people will be in that scenario because I think a lot will probably... Lot will already have two Leipzig. Yeah. Um, and most, I'd imagine, a lot have Kane, could already have a Sane. So if you're li- looking to limit your hits and just make things work, it works quite well. Um, yeah, I thought I'd ask that question before you asked it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as a couple, if you can't get to those for whatever reason, for example, if a pender is a little bit expensive for you, for example, um, or you're going big on the strikers, say you have like Kane and Mbappe. And what, um, I just thought I'd mention a couple of others. Um, you've obviously got Henriks at the back and also Blaswich. Um, yep. He's come in and done well for them. 4.6, another one with those keepers who's in and around that. So I just thought if, like I say, if, a, if you don't already have a pender and he's a bit expensive for you, for example, you need to find the budget elsewhere, you know, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, Real Madrid, obviously we've talked about, well, we talked about their defence and Bellingham is an obvious one. Yeah. 
So I think we spoke about this in the last pod, so we can probably touch on it quite quickly. If you're on one of their defenders and Bellingham, who are you going to? Uh, if possible, Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, he is playing very well at the moment. Um, he's being a lot more decisive than Rodrigo often is, um, which I think is making a, a big difference there. Um, Hosselu not 100% nailed. I do think he'll feature in both games. I think he'll probably start mm. one of them, um, with Brahim Diaz probably starting the other one. Um, so I think that that hurts both of them. Um it would probably it would be Rodrigo if possible. If not, I'd probably get go to a um Yeah, I mean I'd I'd say someone like Fede Valverde. Um I've got I've gone Tony Kroos. Um I've talked about Tony Kroos particularly being on set pieces. Um he's the cheap one. Uh Valverde is obviously the middle ground and then you've got Rodrigo who's the the more expensive one. Yeah and Naturally, a lot of this will look. A lot of this will come into who you can actually afford. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's why we'll probably see Cruz fit more into people's lineups than a Rodrigo because it obviously saves a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of cash. Yeah, it's also why I think we'll see a few end up on Furlong Mendy at four point nine. Yeah, definitely. Um, Raul Sociedad. So we've spoken again, spoken about their defence already. Um, Kubo is a natural standout in terms of midfield. Um, Baranjay got injured against Osasuna, so not this weekend, the weekend before. I think he's going to be, so he's doubtful for the Champions League, yeah. questionable. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't recommend getting him. You're going to be, wouldn't we're not going to get like solid team news, yeah, on Real Sociedad like we managed to do for FPL. Like we have to get that, so um, yeah, it makes it difficult to kind of get um, to bring him in. If you've already got him, it depends if you've got another doubler, really. Um, Bryce Mendes got his arm. I was going to say broke his arm. Well. We don't know that categorically, but he didn't just break it. Kapoe booted him in his arm. Yeah. Um, so he's out for a while. Um, Nicole Marino is the one I'd written down. Yeah. Might be swayed by the fact that he did well this yeah. weekend. Um, but he did well in the um, the Bass game earlier this season. The only thing is he is on four yellow cards. Yeah. So if you get if you get him you are just really hoping he doesn't get booked in the first game. Um, and that's why I think if you're on Ramiro or a defender, Kubo, and then basically another defender. Yeah, I think is the way I would go. Ramiro, Traore, or Tierney. Tierney is back, and obviously before his injury, he was first choice. You do have to count he could get injured, injured at any moment, but he will be first choice at left back. I would probably go Ramiro, Traore, and Kubo. Um, I just think that's probably the easiest and most drama-free sort of three to go with. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of good strikers or forwards around at the moment. Sadiq is a trap. Yes, he did score an absolute screamer the other week, but and and, and won another game as well. Like he only scores bangers. Yeah, um, 
please. He'll miss from like three yards and score from 33. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what Team Sociedad, Real Sociedad, um, put out midweek against Inter. So, because they can still win the group, but so, sort of seems to be like a semi reports that suggest they're not that bothered about winning the group. Um, no. I mean, it doesn't really help when they only drew with Salzburg at home. That's where they lost the initiative um, yeah. on that group. But kind of see how the team fares midweek, really. Uh, Ren is the next one, which is great fun, uh, picking any Ren players. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've talked about... Um, I mean... This is actually does actually relate to, so may as well cover his question now because kind of covered everybody else's. So FBL commander got one game week punt to go with Kane, Kane or Mbappe to replace Haaland. And is it worth to use a second free transfer to replace Pope when I've got the Lazio keeper already? He's attached to his team. Um, so he's taking out, taking out Haaland. So do you go Kane or Mbappe? And then um, he's got two free transfers. Basically, he's got Due of Ren in his team starting. He does he doesn't play games. He's a sub and he gets sort of ten minutes here or there. So if FPL Conman, if you go for if you go for Kane, you can get um Marcus Urente or um, Anuhi from Marseille. That on paper looks looks the way to go. Using, then taking a hit to then move Pope to a doubling keeper, and you've already got the Lazio keeper. Don't Lazio do play Inter, but I think kind of what we've said about clean sheets, there aren't. It's not really worth it. I think for an outfield player, yeah. But not for a keeper. Or do you think different? I think there's potential in some of the keepers. Um, it also depends what your plan is. Um, like, are you planning to navigate through the blanks afterwards? In which case, do you want to, you know, just sticking with the Lazio goalkeeper is probably more useful um, rather than like sort of using up a transfer um, on someone else. Um, if you're just looking to slam into the game week as as you know to make the most of it, then yeah, I you know look to replace. Um, I'm just looking at it, especially with. Yeah, I'd I'd be looking to get Kane. Um, Mbappe obviously could go big, but part of it is just looking at his team with no Bayern Munich and thinking you'd suddenly feel a lot better if you had Harry Kane in there. Yeah, exactly. That's a um, like hide behind the sofa if you've got those games on. And I know you don't massively play the game like this, but you've got Hakimi, so you've got some PSG mm. coverage. If Hakimi's the one assisting Mbappe, then you're getting you're getting points. You should touch wood get bonus because you've got Hakimi. Um, 
so yeah that would be that would be my preference but um i think i've worked out you could get your rentate or anua heat anyway you had enough money when i asked you i think you yeah, can just get them even if you went with him back going from harland to kane as well yeah um but yeah i think i think on ren themselves uh to me it's uh burrigo or no one yeah um and i think i'm going to recommend no one <laughs> um speaking of teams that we probably where we recommend no one Union would you get Berlin. anybody from Union Berlin? Um, I, I still like Robin Gosens. I think you're just getting you're just getting blinded by the previous history of. But he's, he's still managed to get been. points despite them not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, but they've got yeah. To be, well, to be fair, they played Bochum and Cologne. That is two. If any other Bundesliga team in this game had those two fixtures, God. It'd be all over it, but it's Union. So, so I've watched quite a bit uh, of uh, Mainz against Cologne at the weekend. Bloody hell, mate. What other games were on at that time? Uh, I think it was the same time I was also watching the uh, Spurs-Newcastle game. You can probably guess how much my attention was in each one. Um, but Cologne, like having defenders against Cologne, absolutely. Like attackers against them, they're they're decent enough defensively. Like they looked solid enough. Like they're they're sort of doing well in that regard. Attack wise, they sort of get so far up the pitch, like, and it's not as far as they should. And then they turn around and start passing it backwards. Like routinely, the crowd were booing because they just kept pa- passing it backwards. Like they'd, they'd get sort of into the opposition half, turn around, and start passing it backwards. <laughs> so they obviously they're not a super league team, but they've scored more than two goals once all season. Yeah, and they beat Gladbach three one at home in every other game. So not or a one. Yeah, flanked in. Like it's just one of those things. I mean, you know. We know what Robin Gosens is capable of. He's playing in quite an advanced role. And so he's he's one that I would just be... I would be tempted to sort of just... You know, particularly if we're recommending players from each team or, or trying to, I would still be looking at Robin Gosens, particularly given those fixtures. Yeah, I guess if you, if you are on triple PSG and if you're swerving Bayern, basically then maybe becomes an option. I'm just thinking a lot of people will have five from Leipzig Bayern. Yeah. Um, if, if for whatever reason you don't, then someone like Robin Gosens, uh, particularly if you are trying to get to that triple PSG, uh, Gosens, I think, is at, is he still 4.5 or 4.6? 4.6. So, well, um, um, yeah, Cologne have blanked in six yeah. league games this season. So... so a couple of these players that are slightly cheaper might be sort of, you know, just to, to get there. Um, yeah, so um, I think that pretty much covers it, to be honest. Uh, I'm just double-checking whether there's any questions that we haven't covered. So there's a couple of them, including one that someone has got in a minute ago. Um, so we've got one from FPL Frog. Which is which five Serie A players 
do you think will be top of the list for overhaul 17? Um, which is obviously something quite a few people will be looking at. Um, I know there's there's people looking at it both ways in terms of some people who are just going to navigate it with transfers and some people who are going to overhaul. So if we were looking at the five Serie A players, um, the two that were top of my list were Lautaro Martinez and uh, Federico De Marco. Yeah, standard. <laughs> um, you know, after that, it's sort of like, well, you know, what do you feel like doing? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think when I wrote, when I did my notes, I wrote down at least four Inter players before I wrote anybody else down. So yeah, Lutero, Demarco, Turam, um, Hakan Kashinoglu. Yeah, I was about to say, I like, I like um, And no, that was where my that was where my list ended. Um, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll look around. Um, I do think getting a defender from Lazio makes a lot of sense coming up. And it would probably be Marusic. Yeah, they are. Oh, no, uh, he got injured, didn't he? So double check that he's, well, by 17, um, make sure he's healthy. But if he's healthy, he plays like every game. Yeah. Um, yeah, their back four is pretty pretty clear. Um, and yeah, you just go to Lazari anyway. I think Romagnoli's uh, definitely out midweek. Um, but they're all. Basically, they're all cheap. I feel they are... Um, I've written down... Maybe I've meant to write down the stat about them. They seem to be not quite getting back to the clean sheet levels of last season where they were ridiculous. So many clean sheets. But, um, yeah, a lot, a lot better. Earlier in the season, it felt like they were conceding in most games. Now... So yeah, so they've got sorry, then we normally want to do this on the bottom one, two, three. Four clean sheets in the last seven, I think it is. Um maybe in the last eight. And out of those they've only conceded one goal in the other games. Sorry, they conceded two in one game. The others were just one. So um yeah, that's your defender. Um uh, AC Milan have only kept one clean sheet in their last seven. It's not because I think a lot of people will go will look at um, Mike Magnon because uh, historically um, it's only four point five, and we kind of think Milan are good. Yeah, defensively not that feeling anymore. Um, Giroud keeps ticking over. Yeah. I think, I think that's a wrong and Pulisic were the two that I was sort of looking at as potential options there. Uh, depends on exactly where we're at with Rafael Leal, but Pulisic has been doing pretty well, really. Um, and if you wouldn't wouldn't be top of the list, but if you want to go for Victor Osman, yeah, obviously he's back. So Napoli's run. So from when they play Roma. So that was week um, seven. 17, isn't it? That is 17. So they play, so Roma in fourth. They then play teams in ninth, 11th, 20th, and 14th. Now, that's a pretty decent looking run. Obviously, they've come through quite a difficult run where they had, they had Inter, they had Juventus, and I don't remember who else they had recently, but 
yeah, more difficult games. They're now getting into a better or slightly more attractive run. Yeah. Um, so. And I thought they had moments. I did watch their game against Juventus. Um, and I thought they did have moments. And Ossiman was one of the one of the main players involved in that, along with obviously Kvaric Gelia. Yeah, their game against um, Braga midweek should be really fun. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, that's one I feel the goal show will be cutting to a lot. And if you want to watch any other game, that's probably one of the higher ones on the list I would recommend because Braga go for it all the time. Um, I think there's only one game this season in all competitions they haven't scored in. And that was against Real Madrid when they missed a pen. So, um, yeah, both teams should be very much going for that. So I think in terms of the five, in terms of just sort of like putting a rough five for me at this point in time off the top of my head on that, in terms of the, the five uh, for 17 right now, I'd probably be looking at DeMarco, uh, DeMarco Marusic, Kvaratskhelia, Ozimen and Lautaro. Yeah. Yeah. Um don't see anything wrong with that at all. Um, obviously, it depends how it interacts with the other teams. I think it's Premier League that would be in that, but I think that it's easy enough to balance that with the Premier League teams. So I think it probably Yeah, I think it's probably anything. more likely you take two strikers from Serie A. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, the last question that someone got in just in time uh, <laughs> is from West Jam, FPL. So, best one-week defensive punt for game double game week 16. Already have five Bundesliga, money no object. Well, as soon, soon as I saw this question in the end, it was money no object. I think we all know where we're going here. Um, and that's with Hakimi. Yeah, it's Ashraf Hakimi. Um, but let's say... Um, Let's say Akimi's off the table. Who else um, would you go for? There's a non-Bundesliga player. God, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> it's really boring, but particularly if money is no object, I'm just going to go with Antonio Rudiger. Yeah. It's, yeah. re it's really boring, but like he'll play both, and you never know. Maybe the, this well, one of the games in this double is the game where Rudiger scores his annual 30 yarder. Exactly. Like, Does love having a yeah, pop shot. Um, it happens every year that he scores one. Maybe this is it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's that. Uh, I think that's a good good one. Obviously, you're kind of talking a lot about Marseille. I wouldn't put people off a member for for that as well, but I still feel Rudiger's got higher upside and more and more chance of keeping two clean sheets. Yeah. Um nice. I think we've or what is I think the only thing we haven't talk, talked about is our own plans for follow the leader in and this week. Yeah. What what are your plans and what do you need to do to your team to get get in the best place for the the boost? So 
I am in quite a convenient position in that I had gone with Haaland with always with the intention of moving him to Kane this week. Uh, so the Haaland injury in terms of my plans doesn't really affect things. Like it affected it in terms of not having him for the looting game, but it doesn't affect my plans. So I will have Kane, Sane and Masrawi yep. as my captains. I will have uh, Bellingham, Kroos and Hosselu as vice-captain just because it will be the only other triple up that I'll have. I don't love the other two, um, but I do think even just getting that vice-captaincy on Bellingham um, is probably enough, to be honest. Yeah. Emergency captain, I have I have Klaus and Saar, and I was looking at adding a third. I won't I I won't be going near Marseille now, which is probably quite <laughs> nice. Um, what I am looking at at the moment, I might have to take an extra hit, uh, just because at the moment I'm looking at playing Klaus or Asignon, uh, which means I'm looking at playing no one. Um, <laughs> but I would be looking at a minus four initially of Haaland and Saar to Kane and Simons, and I will play the emergency captain on Simons and Raum. Yeah. Um, but then I still got that extra defensive issue, so I might take an extra hit just to get another defender in. Um, but in terms of the the follow the leader itself, I'll be on Bayern, Real Madrid, and. RB Leipzig, and then the other players they'll have is Ramiro, um, theoretically defender to be named later, and Antoine Griezmann. Not bad, is it? Set up pretty well there. Yeah, the, the minus eight is not ideal, but you know it's it's that Klaus issue in particular that's that's sort of forcing me into it. I could play Saliba against Brighton, but I'd rather take the hit to get an extra double game week player in there yeah yeah i think that um probably makes sense as well um i will be on a minus 12 to set me up so i will then have triple buy-in so kane sane and alfonso davis i'll have triple atletico in terms of griezmann moretta and urente and then, yeah, my emergency will be on Aubameyang and Renan Lodi. So I'll have Ramiro in goal, Ram, Lodi and Davis at the back, all double. Midfield four of Bellingham, Llorente, Sane and Griezmann. And a front three of Aubameyang, Kane and Morata. That means I would have, uh, yeah, Saar. So I benched um, and playing Bellingham, despite the fact that I'd be getting one and a half times Saar, but that's one and a half times two points yeah. <laughs> um, compared to, yeah, probably the most informed, kind of feels like one of the most informed players in the world with a double. Uh, I couldn't be staring at, I could be unbelievable amount of points for Bellingham on the bench. doesn't make sense and I can't. I think I'm choosing not to go with double Real going double Atletico instead. I don't want to have no Griezmann really. Um, and then I will be overhauling afterwards. Um, there was a point last week where I was debating whether to overhaul before, so last week to set up for follow the leader, but I got 
I didn't think it worked incredibly well. And I was worried about players suddenly getting injured last weekend or then in the Champions League and then ruining ruining uh, the plans. I was like, look, I'll take hits most on the day of the games because um, I think that would set me up. I feel safer, yeah. basically. Um, nice one. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. And ahead of, yeah, a, bit, a big game week in Super League. Yeah, obviously some of the some of what we said might change in the Champions League, but as said at the start, this was when we could do the pod, so uh, hopefully this still helps. Um, and we'll be back at some point afterwards. We might do one podcast after this before sort of all the blanks kick in, um, because after that, there's there's not much point really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and they, those weeks kind of come thick and fast anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping we'll see kind of a lot of variety with this boost. Yeah. But I think I've kind of talked about um, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Bayern, Marseille, because people will already be there. RB Leipzig, Leipzig is cheap. Yeah. Um, PSG are the interesting one. I'd, I'll, I'll be interested to see if people try and get PSG in there. I think it could be big, but it's whether yeah. people can do it. I think if, yeah, if you're already. You've managed to get to this point with Mbappe and Hakimi already. Naturally, it makes sense to find the find the third, or or just leave them and be like, okay, well, yeah. this can be captain or vice captain on just the two of them. Um, nice one. All right, all good. Thank you, and thank you all for listening. Uh, we will see you again soon, and uh, goodbye. Good night. <laughs>